Wellnesspreneurs, are you ready to stop side hustling and start making an income doing what you love? It's time to pull up a seat and align your third eye on the prize. Each week, we will have conversations with successful creatives in wellness, business, marketing, and more to uncover practical methods to take you from A to B. My name is Jessica Cross, and I am so excited to link arms with you and get started. Let's dive in. guys and welcome back to another episode of third eye on the prize it's jess and i'm so excited to be sharing with you today this amazing chat i had with riva jean paul she is amazing and you're gonna love her riva is a certified hoop love coach group fitness instructor personal trainer and founder of the hoop dance performance group the resolute circles and she's a health coach Along her transformative fitness and hooping journey that started in 2014, Riva has developed a passion for healing, growth, personal and physical development, and the empowerment that can occur when movement is your medicine. Riva's focus is on holistic health, the mind-body connection, challenging our boundaries, working creatively within our limits, and finding the balance between strength and ease. She believes being fit is much more than how much we weigh and what we look like. It involves how we move, how we think, and how we feel. Reba strives to create fun, creative, and well-rounded programming to improve her clients' overall quality of life through one-on-one coaching and women's health retreats. I know you're going to love this episode. You're going to adore Reba. Let's dive in. Hi. Hi. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh my goodness. Thanks for being here. What a pleasure. What a pleasure. Yeah, this um, is a great opportunity. Oh, thanks. Um, I just love your energy and your story and all of the amazing things that you're bringing out into the world through, you know, hooping and your retreats and your business. And I just knew that everybody here would love to hear more about you and what you have going on and kind of how you got started. Um, so um, would you tell me a little bit more about the genesis of, of all the things that you're doing? Yeah, of course. Again, thanks for having me on. This is a great opportunity and I'm always happy to share and talk about my journey um, because I really hope that what I go through can help other people learn. Um, it's hard to kind of know where to start. So I guess I'll I'll go back to when I moved to Sacramento, which was about 10 years ago. Prior to that, I was born in San Diego. I was uh, raised in a military family. I lived in Puerto Rico for a little bit, and I grew up in Washington State, um, in Kent, Washington. It's about 20 minutes outside of Seattle, and I lived there until I was 19. And I was just at a point where I wasn't really doing too much, and my parents were like, okay, what are you going to do? you should join the Air Force or go to college. And I'm like, okay. And you know, you're young and you don't really know all your options at that point. So I definitely didn't want to join the Air Force. I was like, (laughs) okay, I will go to college then. And so I actually moved to uh, Sacramento to go to Sacramento State. And I wound up dropping out within the first two years. I kind of went on another path and I got into the rave scene for a while. Um, And that's kind of where my hoop business was born. And that's also where I really started to to find myself and kind of start to come into the person that I am today. Um, I found hooping and I started my business from hooping. And then from there, I just became really inspired to continue to grow and continue to teach. And so I wound up going on to become a group fitness instructor. 
Um, before that, I was a, a waitress, actually. I did that for a decade. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I mean, I don't miss it. It's like, I'm very appreciative of those years because I learned a lot about food and wine, and I have a much greater appreciation for all of that now. And it, it oddly comes into play in some scenarios now, even with events. Um, but anyway, I was really excited to just find a way to make a living doing what I love. That was like one thing I committed to when I started hooping and when I started my, my hoop troop, I was like, okay, I want to find a way to work just doing what I love. Like, I don't want to wait tables anymore. I don't want to do anything that I don't want to do. I only want to do stuff that I am passionate about. And so that's when I got the idea to become a group fitness instructor. And then that led me to go on to become a certified personal trainer. And I did group fitness and personal training for about three to four years. And I still do a little bit of it now. And then from there, I decided, well, COVID actually <laughs> was kind of like a really big pivoting point in my life. I was running my hula hoop business and working part-time for, for the hoop business was for five years, group fitness was for three. And it was just crazy the way I was living like it. It was not sustainable. And looking back now, I'm like, God, how did I, how did I let it get to that point? I was teaching at five or six different facilities. Like I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> oh my gosh. And that's one thing with group fitness is like, there's a cap, you know, and I actually only kind of came to that realization within this past year. I was like, I can only teach so many classes per week because it's a lot on you physically and energetically too. Like it's mm -hmm. a lot to be in front of a room, like motivating people and leading them through workouts. And it's, it's super fun. But, you know, there, I see instructors, they'll teach like 20 classes a week. And I'm like, I cannot teach no. 20 classes a week. No, I'm, I'm highly sensitive. And so I have to be really careful about how much I'm putting out and really about 10 classes. And that's like a, the max for me is the most I could do. And so I had to start thinking like, okay, well, what, what else could I do? <laughs> and this past year has just been a really beautiful time to work on myself and get clear about what I can do. And I was uh, inspired to just get more into health coaching so that I can still help women, but I don't have to use my body as much to do it. And also talking about other things other than just exercise, because to me, health is, is just so much more than that. And I've learned that along my, my transformational health journey, which I guess I didn't really share too much about, but that was kind of wrapped in, in the midst of building my business. I was also going through a, a massive transformation for myself as well. While I was in the race scene, I don't know much, how much you know about that scene, a lot of fun, but it can be very toxic. There's a lot of substance mm -hmm. abuse. And so for a lot of years, I was pretty wrapped up in all of that. And this happened all alongside while I was building my business. And I had to deal with a lot, a lot of demons basically that would come up in various situations and I eventually got out and now I've gone a completely different way I, I still love the music and I'm still friends with some of the people from that but I'm, I'm no longer in that scene because it just it wasn't any good for me and so I went through a really big transitioning period living this lifestyle that was not so conventional and not super healthy to leaving those bad habits and those bad situations behind and creating more health and more ease and more vitality in, in all of my days. Um, so yeah, I feel like that was kind of like all over the place a little bit, but um, yeah, that's, that's kind of what landed me where I am now working um, in my own business and doing events and doing health coaching.
Yeah. Oh my gosh. I can relate to so much of what you had to share. And I don't think it was all over the place at all because I, okay. we, we all, <laughs> we all have these, <laughs> these little like windy paths that kind mm-hmm. of take us through and we grab a few nuggets of wisdom from each little turn and it informs where we are today. So I, I'm glad that you shared all of that because I think it's definitely pertinent. Um, I can like raise both hands about not wanting to teach 20 classes a week because I'm the same. Like, it's just so hard, you know, on your body to teach that much. And from an energetic standpoint, showing up like that, like, it's just, I know it's like a short, there's a short time span for me too. Like it's a, there's a little fuse that kind of dwindles and I don't have much left after, after a lot of teaching like that. So I'm glad that you like came into that awareness and from, you know, from the, from the rave scene and from your, like those events into group fitness and now coming kind of blossoming into this amazingness that you're bringing into the world. Um, so I'm not super familiar with hooping. Like I hula hooped as a kid, which I was sure like a bunch of people could relate to that, but like, tell, tell me about hooping as a practice. Like, what are your classes like? What are you offering out there? So right now I'm currently offering hula hoop fitness specific workouts. So there's a lot of, uh, there's a fair amount of waist hooping, which I feel like is what most people understand of what you can do with hula hooping, but there's actually like, there's infinite possibilities I like to say. And so there's all sorts of things you could do with it. There's a lot of off body movements that you can do. And I tend to have a little bit more of a dance background, but um, over the past year teaching classes virtually, I became really inspired to combine my love for fitness and my love for hooping. And so I've actually created pretty unique programming. Like I've, I've done a little bit of research and tried some other hula hoop workouts online. And I, I have a little bit of an edge there because I do understand how to make workouts challenging enough to get a, a legitimately like good workout versus just, mm-hmm. I mean, not that hooping isn't a great workout, but I can, I can make it more challenging and I can make it less challenging as needed. Um, so right now that's primarily what I'm teaching is the, the fitness version, but in the past I've done more, um, dance and I ran a hoop troupe for five years and we would do choreographed dance routines. We performed all over Sacramento. We performed in San Francisco a couple of times. Um, it was, it was so much fun. And I always like to say that hooping found me because people are like, how do you get into that? And it wasn't something that I was like, I'm going to learn how to hula hoop. Like I actually... <laughs> It didn't happen like that. Like I was actually in the rave scene and I met a couple other girls. I was actually go-go dancing for an events company. And there was a couple of girls who, who hula hooped and I was like, oh wow, it was so cool. And like, it was just like nothing I'd ever seen before the first time I saw it. Cause in the events that we use, we use light up hula hoops. So it wasn't just like a plastic hula hoop. It had lights in it and you do all these cool tricks and these spins and these turns. And some of the movements look like magic when you when you're to the untrained eye you're like how do you do that and so it was just just this really really magical experience um, being introduced to it and I started hanging out with these girls they were like oh you should learn and I was like okay and I would hang out with them and at first I was I was not good at all I could barely keep the hoop from falling off my waist it would fall down and I was like why do people like this like I don't like this this isn't fun I'm not good at it because most of us don't like something if you're not good at it. Like, it's just, it's just not as fun, you know, but that's one thing that I love about hooping is that it really taught me how 
to be okay with messing up and trying things over and over and over again. Because just like any movement, the more you do it, the better it gets. And so I stuck with it. I was just at a point where I was just ready to start trying different things and making new friends that were a little bit outside of this group of friends that I was in. And so I went hung out with them. And then finally, one day I, I landed my first trick. It's called the lift off. And it's when the hoop is spinning around your waist, you stick your hand in into the space that is in between your body and the hoop. And you use your hand to guide the hoop up above your head. And it now starts to spin on your hand above your head. And so it's it's pretty crazy, like when you see it, especially like I said, when you when you don't know how to do it, you're like, oh my God, how did you just do that? And <laughs> that is crazy. It's, it's so cool. And and I did it, you know. And I remember like when I finally nailed that trick, I was like, oh my God, that was so cool. And I was, I was hooked after that. And it just did not stop after that. I was always learning new tricks. And that's kind of what inspired me to start a hoop troop. There's a group called the, the Hoop Town Hotties. They're based out of LA. Um, they have a YouTube. They're super fun. They do really cute routines and stuff. But I was like, I want to have a hoop troop. And so um, I did. I started my own hoop troop. Amazing. Yeah. I love how you, you didn't like wait for somebody to say, hey, Reva, do you want to start your hoop troop? And you're like, yes, no, you're like, I'm going to do this. Like, here's inspiration. Like, why could I not do that? Like, I'm just going to totally. do it. I'm mm -hmm. so glad you did that. And I can totally visualize the lights and like the magic that you're talking about. Oh and it sounds so cool. Like I just wanted, I love any type of like lighted performance for events. Like that's so neat that that's something you got to do. And you're like center stage too. Like that's, that's amazing. And I, I bet that was a very confidence building for you, like just, you know, being like learning the skill and then being able to like perform it, build business around it. Like how, Absolutely. how inspiring. Yeah. That's thank you. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. So tell me how, how did we get from hooping into women's retreats? Um, well, I've actually always worked events. So going back a little bit to when I first started going to Sacramento State, I was originally a business major and that was just like boring. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, just, I don't think I really wanted to be there either. So I was, this is, I don't like this. Like I'm going to switch my major. And I found this department called Parks and Recreation. And you probably think of the show and park rangers and maybe working for the state which it's all of those things, but you can also do, there's also commercial recreation, which includes events and tourism. And I had always liked planning and organizing things since I was like a small child. Like when I had my first trip to New York, I think I was like eight or nine. I made a list of like all the items I wanted to pack. And then I like used that list to help me pack. My mom was like, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm packing. <laughs> Oh my gosh, my heart just like exploded. That's the best story. <laughs> and that's what I always did. And so I just, I've always just liked organizing and planning things and putting things together. Um, and so I was like, oh, maybe, maybe I could be an event planner. You know, maybe I could do, be a wedding planner or something. And again, I got kind of distracted, went on another, you know, turn and I wound up not doing either of those things. But when I dropped out of college, I was working with an events company in the rave scene. And so I was doing kind of behind the scenes stuff. Like I would just contribute to the ideas about the 
themes and going into production and I would help promote and I mentioned a go-go dance. I just kind of did whatever needed to be done. And I did that with um, a very special group of friends that I'm still really close to now. And so I had always worked events. And so when I went and started my hoop troop, you know, we worked events, we did performances. And when I saw that performances weren't necessarily going to be enough to support the business in the way that I wanted it to, especially because Sacramento, it's, it's a bigger city. It's the capital of California, but it's not like LA or New York where there's like always these big events every weekend and always opportunities for performance uh, perform, performers. So I was like, what else could we do? And I thought of interactive entertainment. And so we would bring out hula hoops. And by the end, it was, we were up to like a hundred hula hoops. We would bring to these outdoor concerts and outdoor events, family festivals, and you know, local, local in here in Sacramento. And we would teach people tricks and we would let people try them and let people play. And so I got more into events through the interactive entertainment that I was doing for my business. We went on to work one of the biggest outdoor concerts here in Sacramento. Um, it's called Concert in the Parks. We did another really big event at Cal Expo here in Sacramento. It's one of the bigger venues. Um, it's called City of Trees. Um, and we did pretty much everything that was happening in Sacramento. We, we were doing it every summer. Good for you. Yeah, thanks. Um, and then from shifting to women's retreats, it really, it happened very, it wasn't planned or anything. It kind of, it literally just came into my head one day. I was, I was in a program called Made to Do This with Kathy Heller. And we were doing this exercise called rapid ideation. And it's where you go and you just start writing down all the things you love and all the things you're good at and the things that other people think you're good at. And so I'm just writing and, you know, you start to look through a thread and it literally just came into my head. Like it wasn't anything I thought of. It was like the universe was like, here you go. And it was like women's health retreats. And I was like, wow, huh, that makes so much sense. I've always worked events. It combines my love for everything, for just movement and health and wellness. I can still teach, but I don't have to be just teaching. I can talk about these other things that I want to talk about. And it's really not that far from what I was doing with my hoop troop because it was primarily women. We did have a few men that were on the team, but it was mostly women. And I always tried to keep it as a holistic experience, especially towards the end. We would sit and we would have weekly check-ins where we would talk about other things that were going on outside of the troop because it affects, you know, how they're going to show up at practice. And we would have monthly um, themes and we would do hoop hangs. And so it's, it's really not that different from what I was doing with my hoop troop. I'm just not teaching these women how to do performances. <laughs> Amazing. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Well, gosh, you're right. Like it doesn't, there's, there's actually not a leap at all. It's you're, you're still create co-creating space with women who you have, you know, some sort of connection, be it through hooping or shared experiences, just being humans on this crazy like path that we're all on. Mm -hmm. I, I love that. I, first of all, like how amazing it is for you as a business owner for the hoop troop to be offering that to your, your uh, employees or your contractors rather. And then bringing that into like really stepping into that idea that was floated onto your page from the universe is a little nod, like, hi, have you thought of this? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like totally. and bringing that out into the world. Um, you know, I've seen 
just, you know, from previous conversations and, and on your Instagram that you've, you've had a few of these retreats now in the past few months. So how's it been going? It's been going really good. So we've had a total of three. Um, the first one sold out in nine days. And that's when I was like, okay, I think I'm onto something here. Like that was, that was crazy. I wasn't expecting it Amazing. that move that quickly, you know, and I'm very fortunate, like, because of all of the following that I had with the hoop trip, it wasn't, I already had a group of people who were there ready to support me and already kind of trusted things that I do and things that I put out. And so it happened really quickly. Um, and so from there, I was like, okay, well, let's, let's, let's do it again. Let's do another one. Um, and so the next one was the, I'm trying to remember the order. The first one was on the spring equinox and we did it all based around blooming and rebirth and awakening it was it was really beautiful we did it on the spring equinox it was on a Saturday it like couldn't have been more perfect and it was actually supposed to rain that whole week and then like the day before it was like no rain sunshine please guys I was like perfect um and then the next one was the relax release and restore retreat and that one was great we did washa face massages I had a massage therapist come in and teach everyone how to give themselves face oh, massages yeah lovely. it was it was really nice and everyone got to go home with a gua sha which is like a massage tool and some cbd oil and a couple of other like creams and lotions from the massage therapist to do their face massages at home um, we did some breath work and some reflection and then my friend megan taught the yoga portion and then we always have lunch and a little bit of closing at the end, uh, just a chance for people to kind of connect with other women and stuff. And then uh, the last one was a mini retreat. I got the idea from just talking to a few other um, women that follow me. You know, not always are they able to have the, um, the budget for the bigger event that they want to do. And so I was like, oh, I wonder if I could do like a, a half version where it's like half the cost and half the time but you can still have a similar experience. And the first one went really well. It was on Earth Day and it, we used the hula hoops. Actually, it was a hula hoop workout and we did just a little bit of breath work and meditation and everyone got to go home with a little plant from a small local business that I like to work with and um, a little stick of Palo Santo. And I put some other fun things in their goodie bags too. Um, so yeah, they've, they've been going great. I have another one on Tuesday um, on the new moon and that'll actually be my first like moon circle. So I'm really excited to see how that one goes. Oh, all of those just sound so amazing. I was just picturing the gua sha massage, like what an amazing idea and teaching people, not only like giving them that service, but teaching them that tool that they can add that into their own self-care. Like that is incredible. Um, so I wanted to see if you have any advice for someone who is interested in starting retreats or these half day options that you were talking about, really any, any size or scale, like, do you have any advice for somebody who would like to start something like that? I would say first collaboration. And I've really been leaning into that. And I've always tried to collaborate with other people. Like when I was in my hoop business, I was always trying to have guest instructors come in. And when we would make our videos, I was always trying to get like a team of people to come together to put, to put this together. And I've really been leaning into that with these events. And it's been, it feels really good. One, to share the spotlight with other people in the community that are doing amazing things. And it also takes a little bit of the pressure off of me. 
because that was something that I did in my hoop business. I, I wanted to do everything myself. And that was, oh man, I really held myself back by not letting people help me. And now I'm, I've let that go <laughs> because there's power in numbers. And granted, I always had a team that I was collaborating with, but now it's, I'm reaching out to other women that can actually take a portion of the content and I'm not having to come up with the whole thing. I usually will open and I'll teach one portion and then I can kind of just sit back and like take pictures and I go grab lunch and I get to talk with people. And so that's been feeling a lot better um, just working with other people instead of just me doing everything myself. So I would definitely say lean into collaboration. Um, another thing I would say would be just focusing on community and adding value to the community. That was one thing I did with my hoop business. I saw there was something missing at the local events. It's like there was always something to eat and something to buy, something to drink, right? <laughs> and that was like it. I'm like, there's nothing to do. And especially when I was transitioning into taking better care of myself and drinking less and letting go of some of those other habits, it's like you would go to these events and there was, there was nothing, no like healthy activity for anyone to do. And so I saw a need there and I knew that that would add value to the event. That would add to people's experience when they could go to an event and they would leave and be like, oh my gosh, that was so cool. Like I got to hula hoop today and I met these girls and they taught me all these cool tricks and I had never hula hooped before. Like we had that experience so many times. People would be like, oh my God, I've, I've never been able to do this before and I'm doing it. Like it was, it was a really beautiful element of that. Um, and so, yeah, I think just adding value and even with the retreats now, you kind of touched on this. I'm really, one of my goals is to teach women to give them more tools so that they can take better care of themselves so that they're not necessarily having to go on these retreats all the time. Of course, you're still going to go and enjoy because there's always something to learn. And there's always, it's always nice to just take care of yourself and do something nice for yourself. But ultimately, I want to give them more tools and their tool belts so they can take care of themselves when they're not at their retreats. And so I think people have really been enjoying that element of it. The last thing I would say would be overhead for location. This is a little bit more logistic based, but that was one thing I struggled with in my hoop business, especially with having weekly rehearsals. I was always struggling to get that studio built paid. Mm. And even when I was teaching classes for a little bit, I would rent out spaces when I first started and I lost a fair amount. I mean, not like a ton of money because, you know, it was just one, it was a hoop, weekly hoop class. So it wasn't an insane amount, but it wasn't profitable for me because I was having to pay for a space and there weren't always people there to fill the space. And I, I went on like that for longer than necessary. I think before I was finally like, okay, let me try something different. But for my retreats, keeping all of that in mind, I was like, okay, let me do them in the park it's free. <laughs> and then if no one, you know, if it doesn't fill up, I'm not worried about trying to cover this, you know, rental space that I may, may not have the money for. Um, so yeah, I think those would be the three things I would say. Oh, those are amazing pieces of advice. Like I can relate in so many ways to everything you said. The first thing I think of is the collaboration and, and just allowing people to step into their thing as a piece of what you're offering and you not only 
get some of that weight off you and the things on your to-do list or the content that you're actually teaching, but you allow them to come in and offer something in their own way too. So they get to shine their light and you may reach people that you wouldn't have otherwise if they hadn't been in the mix. I love Mm -hmm. that. Um, And you know, the, <laughs> I laugh, I, I giggle a little bit because the overhead from a venue, like that's just one of the biggest things, you know, when we're planning events that, you know, that's, that's oftentimes the most expensive thing mm-hmm. for, for your output, for, you know, your hard costs. And I, I love that you've decided to take that outside and, and just, you know, take that off your, off your plate. And, you know, a lot of places are free, or if you're, it's like, well, if I make this a donation based thing, even though it's a suggested donation of this amount, it's still free and, you know, you know, a permit. So obviously everybody check your, your local and state laws on that one. But I, I just love that you stepped into that. And I've seen the pictures from those retreats and I'm just in awe of how absolutely beautiful it is that that space in the park that you have, like, I can't think of many places, at least that I can afford for retreats that look like that anyway. So um, that's amazing. You just like removed the overwhelm and, and um, you know, the, the lack of not feeling profitable and something that you're bringing into this world. That's amazing advice. Thanks. Really, really amazing. Yeah, we're very fortunate here in Sacramento. We're, we're now called the Farm to Fork Capital, but before that we were called City of Trees. And so this city has more trees than most cities. And we have, a, we have a ton of parks. There's so many parks. And the park that you've been seeing is it's my favorite park actually in the area. It's a beautiful park. Mm, good choice, good choice. And just, I'm so glad that the universe led you to the, the city of trees and farm to fork. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it worked out. It's perfect. <laughs> well, you talked a little bit about your, you know, your transition in life and, you know, you're, you're in this, this scene that wasn't, wasn't the healthiest, you know, it obviously brought its own gifts, which you took from it. And you realized at one point, Hey, maybe I want to make, make some shifts and I can, from our previous conversations and just, you know, knowing you on social, I know you have a very strong personal practice. You know, it's, you've got obviously hooping and movement. Um, you also have a journaling uh, practice that's, you know, super near and dear to your heart. And you share all of your, your tips and props freely on social media. So I'm, I'd love to know, I'd love to know a little bit about how your personal practice kind of came to be and uh, if you have any tips for people that are starting one for themselves. Yeah, so for me, movement was always a part of my life. Um, obviously, there was a period where I, I didn't lean on it so much, but growing up in a military family, I, I always saw my parents working out. I ran with my dad when I was younger, and I always kind of worked out all the way up into my you know, early 20s, I would say. I would, you know, I would started doing yoga towards the end. I did go on a yoga retreat once. But for me, it was, it was hooping was able, was the thing that was able to help me really make that shift. And I really can't tell you what it was about it, but hooping, it, it brought me into consciousness. Like I didn't even realize that I wasn't aware of consciousness until I started hooping. And I was like, oh my gosh, like there's this whole other world and this whole other experience that I'm not experiencing. I'm not allowing myself to be a part of. And I, again, I don't know what it was specifically, but it, it woke something up in me. And I decided that I wanted to start taking better care of myself. I wanted to start making better choices. And so I would say starting off small is kind of what I did. I started with just hooping. 
And then I gradually would start to add in other things like strength training and, and running. I've always kind of ran on and off, but definitely starting small. I think as a, as a personal trainer, I, I see this all the time. People try to do too much too soon. Like it's like, we all seen it. We've all probably maybe even done it where it's like, it's January 1st. You're like, okay, I'm going to go to the gym five days a week. And you haven't been going to the gym at all. And you, you try to, you take on more than you can handle at the time. And two weeks later, you're like, I'm over this. This is hard. This is too much. I'm tired. And, and you give up and you go back. And I, again, I see people do this all the time. It's like one of the biggest mistakes that people make. We're so all or nothing. And it, it doesn't have to be that way. You want to create habits that are sustainable because this, if this doesn't stop, it's not like a one-time experience. It's a, it's a lifestyle and it's ongoing choices that you have to make daily. And so doing it in a way that's sustainable and slow and steady so that you don't feel overwhelmed by it. Um, I would also say trial and error. Like you're really just going to have to try things and see what works for you and see what doesn't. And if it doesn't work for you, that's fine. I think sometimes we think we it has to look a certain way and it, we're all so different, you know, and what, what makes someone else feel good isn't necessarily what makes me feel good. And in order to find out what makes you feel good, you have to try stuff and you have to figure out what works for you. You know, I know what works for me now, but I, I didn't always, I've, I've tried so many random things in my life. Um, but I tend to be a person who enjoys all of it. I just, I just love to move in general. So like I love to dance, I love swimming. I'd say biking is the one thing that's maybe the thing I don't love right now. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely trying to enjoy it too and finding things that you enjoy because if you don't enjoy it, you're not going to do it. So it's like oh, people be like, oh, I hate running. It's like, then don't run. You don't have to run. You can do other things for cardio. You can dance, you can roller skate, you can jump rope, you can climb stairs, you can swim. Like there's so many other options. And so I definitely think just getting out there and trying stuff and taking note of what works for you and what doesn't and just slowly building in those habits over time in a way that you can do it sustainably, but so that you'll do it forever. Mm, that's amazing advice. It's like, if it doesn't feel good, don't do it. And there are so many other choices, but you don't know if they're the right fit if you don't try some stuff and, and start small. Like, I love that too, because I, I love that you said that about like, you know, January 1st, like I'm working out every, I'm going to be running for an hour and then I'll be doing a strength class right after or whatever it is. And then two days later, you're so sore, you can't move mm -hmm. and you get, you quit. You say, this is horrible. I'm never doing this again. Or you decide you're going to start your yoga practice and you're going to go to the advanced class. Cause that's, that's where you should be. And you know, that might be a little bit a little bit much. So yeah, it's, you know, start, start with some sun salutations and, you know, maybe a 15 minute YouTube or something like that. that Absolutely. That, yeah. yeah. Five minutes or whatever. And then as the weeks go by and once you start to see some consistency, then you can start to add in something else. But I would just focus on one thing, focus on one thing, focus on being consistent with that. And then once you feel good, you'll, you'll actually be better at just having the habits too. And so it won't be so overwhelming when you go to try to add something else in too. Yeah. That's amazing advice. I love that. Oh, okay. I, I have one more thing that just yeah. came through. Um, 
sometimes you're gonna have to do it when you don't feel like it I will say that too and it's a it's a challenge trying to find the balance between like listening to your body you know and um, allowing yourself rest but sometimes you're not going to feel like going to the gym or doing your breath work or going on your run but I always try to remind myself of how I feel after and I've, I've never done a workout and been like oh I'm so mad I did that workout that was terrible <laughs> Like that's never happened ever. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Because the endorphins have taken over by then. And you're Absolutely. like, yeah, I'm done. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's that balance too between knowing like, am I just being grouchy and tired and I don't want to because I don't want to, or is it an injury? Like the, you know, kind of finding your your balance in between those two. It's a it's a practice. It it comes with time. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Great advice amazing advice. Okay. So as a business owner, is there something that if you could go back in time and tell yourself that would save you some time and some effort, maybe a few sleepless nights, (laughs) um, what would it be? I would say not to push so hard where I don't have to push so hard. I'm a very ambitious and, um, tend to be overachieving type person. And in some ways it's, it's, it's great because it allows me to do a lot and accomplish a lot and work towards the things that I want to, but at sometimes it's, it's my own, it's at my own detriment, you know? And so I, that's one thing I would say to myself is just that you don't have to push so hard. And I'm, I'm just now finally really coming into that space and just allowing things to happen and giving myself more time for rest and taking time off and play and spending time with my loved ones I was just so caught up in like that grind 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 culture um and it's it's not good and it's while I've had some success having that mindset held me back from a lot of it I I think um I'm curious to know what how things would have worked if I wasn't so just grind 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 and push 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 all the time because now I've found so much more success in just allowing and working on the things that are going to move the needle closer versus just the busy work. And that was, that would be another thing I would say to myself is to not get so caught up in like checking my emails and like perfecting my website and like just doing all these little small things that don't always um, necessarily make a huge difference as far as the, the impact and the results that I'm seeing in my business. Mm. Yes, so much. Yes. Like if we could just make space and allow what the difference would be in our lives and in our businesses, it's such a, it's such a good question. And, you know, I think the more that we can step into these space, especially with, with your situation where, you know, you're in this program, we're in this program together and we're doing this rapid ideation and this, this idea just kind of you know, came forth and you had the space, the inclination and the drive really to, to listen, to listen to that and, and know that it, that it was something to pursue. And at the same time, it's like, there's no need to push. There's no need to force. It's just, you know, put it out into the world and then, oh, it worked. Oh, let's try it again. And, and let it, let it become what it's supposed to be. That's beautiful. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's so beautiful. Uh, well, I know you have a lot of cool things coming up. Um, so how can we find you? So you can find me on my website. It's 
it's a revolution.com and I hang out a lot on Instagram, which is also it's a revolution. I do have a YouTube channel. Um, I'm a little, I'm not on there as much, but I have intentions and plans to add more stuff on there. Right now, I just have a couple of fun hula hoop workouts you could do at home. And then um, in the next few months, I'm going to be adding some, some music videos. I actually make music videos too with my um, hoop dancing. And I haven't made one in a while and I've been really wanting to get back into that. So I, I might do it later today or, or next week. So I should have something up there pretty soon. Amazing. Um, mm -hmm. We'll definitely have to check all of that out. And yeah, if you guys don't follow Riva, definitely do. Uh, she has such amazing content for you to check out and she's just fun and, and amazing to, to chat with. So hit her up. But, well, thank you so much for hanging out today. It was an absolute pleasure. Yeah. Thanks for having me. This was super fun. This was my first time doing a podcast and um, ah. yeah, it's just been, it's been super fun and it's been great talking with you and I appreciate the opportunity for just sharing what I have to share. And yeah, thank you. Thanks for listening to third eye on the prize. Got an idea or something to share with Jessica DM her on Instagram at, at jessicacross.co and let her know what's on your mind. We're so grateful for your support, especially as a small woman led business. Please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. See you next time.